Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 299 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. Now today's episode is a little different to the regular format in that it's a reduced version of a longer interview that I recorded for a new podcast called Transform Your Career, which will be launching in July. My guest on the show is Danita Patney. Danita is a leading expert on LinkedIn marketing has been helping her clients gain more visibility on LinkedIn, be seen as an authority, and generate more opportunities. And as usual, I began by welcoming Danita to the show. Hello, I'm so happy to be here, Phil. Thank you very much for having me. Well, I'm delighted that you could join me. And I think this is going to be one of my, my favourite conversations, actually. So we're specifically going to be talking about one of our very well-known social media tools, which is LinkedIn. Now, I believe LinkedIn has been around for, I think it's nearly 18 years. So it's not exactly new, but it's something a lot of people probably have only maybe become aware of in the last five or six years, because I think the way it's used has changed. Do you you think that's true? So LinkedIn is definitely like the underdog of all social media platforms. You know, it started back in 2004, 2005, and uh, it is still a platform that is underused, untapped and underutilized, basically. Um, But over the last, uh, I think over the last sort of five to 10 years, they have tried to really come out as a business marketing tool and try to change the way people view it. But it's taken a lot of time. And now over the last sort of you know, last three years, they have really pushed on quite a few features. So now more and more people are trying to, you know, thinking, oh, shall I? Do I need to use this? Should I use this? Oh, my God, I need to be on this. So I get a lot of that. Sure. So in in terms of what LinkedIn actually is, is there an easy way to describe what it is and and its purpose? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the way I describe it is LinkedIn, for me, is a social networking platform rather than what you would normally refer to as a social media platform. Uh, Of course, it is social media. But if you imagine going into, you know, um, a a big room full of your potential ideal prospects um, or, you know, people that you want to connect with and you want to grow your network with, imagine going into a massive big room where you're going to, you know, approach people, you know, create conversations and then you know go home and end up you know connecting with them or having their business card or whatever it is this is that but online so it's a platform where relationships are built uh, with your ideal prospects ideal clients ideal customers you know companies whatever it is that your outcome is and it's where you you do the connection bit first and then you learn you get to learn more about the individual and you start to engage in conversations but you also share your knowledge know-how and wisdom Uh, and that's why it's a great platform for you know building those relationships turning your connections into uh, conversations and then your conversations into uh, conversions is what I say. Yeah, absolutely. So when I first came across LinkedIn, probably 2007, perhaps, 
it was very much seen almost as like an online way of putting your resume or your CV up and for people to find you. Um, so I think it's evolved rather a lot since then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, when I, I mean, I worked in recruitment for 17 years, Phil. So, yeah. you know, during that time, so it was this was between 2006 and 2012. You know, for me, LinkedIn was exactly a tool, perfect tool for me to use uh, because I found people that put their resumes as their profile. And I went out and found people, uh, you know, who might want the jobs that I had on offer for my clients. But unknowingly, I was also using it to raise my personal brand and my credibility. Because being in London, central London, as a recruiter, a very saturated market, I realized that I needed to stand out as a recruiter for potential clients to contact me as well. You know, over the years, cold calling became a lot harder, all that kind of stuff. So I knew that this was a really, really good platform um, with lots of um, gatekeepers out of the way, if you like, so that you could actually connect with the decision makers. So I started to use it unknowingly in the right way uh, and started to get clients from there as well. And, you know, people used to contact me about, you know, just who I knew in the industry. And it was all, it had that whole networking feel. And then when I, um, you know, left my recruitment job to become a trainer and a coach and a consultant, I realized that look recruit you know LinkedIn is a perfect perfect platform to just raise my brand raise my personal brand let people know what I'm all about and create you know great content that really appealed to the people that I was targeting so I knew at that point that gosh I need to change my profile it can't look like a CV instead it's almost got to look like a landing page you know a page where it attracts the right people to me because they can see that I can help them with their problem I have a solution that helps them with their problem so I need to make sure that my LinkedIn profile is not just um, a chronological account of my history, my you know work history. It's got to be relevant. It's got to talk and connect to the people that are passing by my profile. It's got to resonate with them, and it's got to position me, but in a way that I, you know, position me in a way that shows I'm all about helping my particular uh, prospect. So if you think about it now the way that your profile should be written is if you go, you know, if somebody comes to your profile, Phil, it's got to basically say, hey, this person, I want to know more about them. They look like they know what they're talking about. This, You know, I can see the content uh, and the stuff that they've got on their about section or their headline. It actually speaks to me. It tells me what they can do for me rather than it's not just a profile that's all about the individual. So, yeah, it's changed a lot. Anyone who's got a profile that looks like a resume or looks like a CV, you need to change it. Even if you're looking for a job, this is a key thing. Even if you're looking for a job, don't make your resume so non-marketable and dull and boring that it's just a chronological account. Show, Show people the results that you get. Why should their company actually hire you? What value are you going to bring to the table? And if you're a, an entrepreneur or a business owner, what value are you going to bring to that particular cl- um, prospect? Absolutely, yeah. So if somebody listening into the podcast isn't already on LinkedIn and they're, they're obviously interested in in progressing their career, why should they use LinkedIn? Yeah, so from a career point of view, um 
every single one of us, whatever career we are in, whether it's a you know a corporate career, whether you're um, a bricks and mortar business, whatever your career is, today when you market yourself, like I said, the days of cold calling are gone. It is built on no like and trust. And if you think about it, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you had to probably make anywhere between three and eight calls or touch points that we used to call them in sales uh, to be able to, you know, get to the point where you either had a coffee meeting with your client or your prospect or the person, you know, um, who you're looking to attract, you know, so I had a recruitment career. So I knew that I had to send a number of emails. I had to do a number of phone calls to a cold client to get them to even have a coffee with me or at least have a conversation that could potentially go somewhere. Um, And over the years, you know, customers and consumers have got very, very savvy in the same way that employee employers have got savvy as well. So you have to do a little bit more. So the touch points are now anywhere between um, I think it's 16 and 25 you know, before. And what I mean by touch points is every time they see you. So visibility is key. So, um, you know, if you want to progress your career and you're not on LinkedIn or you're not using it, what you're ultimately doing is you're not visible. You're not being seen by the people that need to be that you need to be seen by, you know, whether that's potential clients, whether that's potential, um, you know, business partners, joint ventures, um, employers, because you're looking for that next big role, whatever it might be for, for you specifically. Visibility is key. So if you're not visible and you're not out there doing it, then you're not getting those touch points. You're not getting in front of them enough. And the analogy that I use is if you think about your brain and you think about, you know, a very popular jingle or you think, you know, about the tick sign, you know that wherever you see that little tick sign, you know that that's Nike. If you suddenly hear a particular jingle, you know which chocolate brand it is or which, uh, you know, sweet brand it is or whatever it might, whatever advert you've seen on TV, you're kind of having to do the same thing. If they see your logo, if they see some piece of content that you might have put out, if they see something, if they hear something that you might have said, you've got to occupy that space in their mind. Because when you are ready to put yourself out there, you know, that doesn't mean they're ready to take take you on you. That doesn't mean that they're ready to take um you know, to get to be in contact with you. That doesn't mean that they're ready to buy from you yet. So if you don't get in front of that, so but you've got they've got they've you've got to occupy enough space in their mind to be able to so that when they are ready, they go, Oh, do you remember that person we saw on LinkedIn? Do you remember, you know, Phil who did this podcast? Do you remember whatever that might be? So it's all about visibility and occupying that space in the marketing in the, in your ideal prospect's mind. So without it, you're leaving a lot of opportunities and potentially money and growth on the table. So going back to the point where we started, we were talking about the fact that LinkedIn was originally used very much to represent your your CV or your resume. Obviously, there's more that you can do. That's still important that the elements of that are still there so people can see what you've done. Yeah. But obviously, you can use LinkedIn for a lot more now. So what what would you advise people to start doing and, and getting the best out of LinkedIn from a, from a career progression perspective? 
Yeah, awesome. Great question. So where, where, what I always say to my clients is where the experience part comes in, that's the bit that should probably look most like a CV. Um, so you've got the work experience section. Now, underneath that, even there, you want to you know, position your company or the company that you work for and the services that you offer still in a really engaging way. So, you know, the thing, the key things that you need to, you, you know, use LinkedIn for, the key features that they're out there that will help you get this visibility that I'm talking about. Um, so there's an, uh, are, are as follows, basically. So first of all, um, like we said earlier, change your profile so that you come across as the expert authority. Even if you're starting out, even if you are, you know, somebody who's, uh, you know, in their first job or, you know, it's your first business that you're starting, whatever it might be. Um, and you haven't got a lot of testimonials or evidence or, you know, um, people that you can use as examples. The reason you're starting out as an expert in a particular space is because you've either done something yourself for yourself. You might have done something for friends and decide that this is actually your passion and you want to create a business out of it. Or it might be your first job or your second job and you realize that this is actually where you want to take your career. So what you want to do is share your knowledge, know-how and wisdom. And you can share that through great content features on LinkedIn. So, you know, writing blogs is an awesome, awesome feature on LinkedIn. They've got an amazing, amazing blog platform. So just being able to share your, you know, your your tips, your knowledge, your wisdom with people so that they are they feel like they're learning something from you or they're getting to know you. And what that does is that helps you become a bit of a thought leader, you know, uh, in the when I worked in recruitment and I was an employee in recruitment and I was using LinkedIn, you know, I used to put out articles about the industry. So people felt that I had my finger on the pulse all the time. So then clients, my clients were like, I want to go to somebody who actually knows the industry really well and isn't just, you know, isn't just sort of flaking. So being considered a thought leader happens from, uh, you know, writing great content. So writing blogs, 45% of senior decision makers actually like reading blogs, which are considered long articles on LinkedIn. The second is um, stories, just like Instagram and Facebook have stories, so does LinkedIn. Less than 50% of businesses actually use this feature. So get in there right now. Um, also share your personal story it's not a stuffy platform that's a myth that is out there that you only have to be very corporate and serious but that's not the case you can actually just share a personal story a personal struggle something that you've been through as long as you relate it to the people that you know you know you are trying to attract so as long as there's a purpose to that story it works really well and the more raw the video is the more you know it's not got this whizzy graphics on it and it doesn't look like a promo video actually more people would um, watch it. So videos are really good. And then, you know, they have a number of different posts that you can put. So something called, called carousel posts, which are really informative how-to tips that you can put across with some great imagery. And it gets people engaging with that post because you have to click on the next one and the next one to see all the different images. So there's lots of content pieces that that so many individuals do not take advantage of. Um, so that's, a you know, profiles got to be 
definitely towards your ideal target market and marketable. Definitely lots of content. Share your knowledge, know-how and wisdom. And then the third element really about using that platform um, to, to its best is engage with people, you know, comment on other people's posts, see what, other, you know, see what your ideal target market are talking about, get involved uh, and engage and interact. So those are the things that I would definitely say, you know, even to start off with. So from my perspective and looking at LinkedIn, my, my profile, if you like, is just like a a page that sits in the background. So the only reason it will be surfaced, if you like, is if somebody actually goes to try to find me or or find something that I do. Um, so presumably the benefit of doing things like articles and posts and videos maybe is that that starts to appear in people's feeds and makes you more visible to your, your first, second and third level connections, I think it must be. Um, and presumably that's the way you begin to generate that network and following within LinkedIn? Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely one way. And and also because you're, you know, because of what the changes that you make on your LinkedIn and you start using it in the right way, what ultimately happens is it becomes more optimized. So, you know, your profile is more optimized, the content that you're putting out because you're actually aiming it at the people that you want. You know, you're you're really thinking about your client avatar. Who is it that you want to see your, to see you and to connect with you? So when you start to do things like that, what happens is LinkedIn is actually considered by Google an authority domain. So what that actually means is uh, Google, they mark websites zero to 100 in terms of authority. And LinkedIn is marked at 100% an authority domain. So when you optimize your LinkedIn and you start getting active on LinkedIn, what happens is if people are searching for you off of LinkedIn, they're searching for you on Google, um, then what will happen is it's likely over time when you start doing things, these things consistently, your LinkedIn profile will be the first thing that comes up. And so what that means is you're getting, you know, SEO, Google reach for free. You're not having to pay for that kind of stuff because right now LinkedIn is still the best platform for uh, organic reach. So um, and even content, there's only something like one percent of all of LinkedIn's users that use that actually post content. So if you get in there right now, don't delay, start doing these things. There are so many benefits and you will be found that much easily. Um, And then the point that you were making about the first, second and third tier connections. Yeah, the the more you grow your network, if you then, you know, uh, comment on, let's say somebody else's network, uh, somebody else's post, not only are your network seeing it, which is your first tier connections, but their network will also see your comments and they're your second tier connections. So sometimes it's not only your direct connections that will be your perfect you know, prospect, but actually it's who they know as well. And that's why it's very much like a ripple effect. Um, so Danita, we could go on and talk about LinkedIn, I'm sure, for a very long time. Um but I think at this point, it'd be great if we could find out a little bit more about you, where people can find you, make contact with you, and what else you may, may be doing. 
Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, uh, it would be silly if I didn't say you can find me on LinkedIn. So it's Danita Patton. <laughs> yes. uh, so that's the best way to find me. And if you go to my profile, you there's, there's lots of great resources on there, free resources that you can download, um, you know, attracting leads on LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, so definitely go there. That's where you can find me. Um, you can also book in a consultation call with me if you go to my LinkedIn about section. So it's really easy because... And this is actually, I'll probably close this, you know, this part off with a tip actually is that don't be afraid to be you and don't be afraid to, you know, open the doors up to link to people on LinkedIn because LinkedIn was very much known as this stuffy platform and you needed people's email addresses to even get in touch with them. Um, now it's all about being open. So my LinkedIn profile is really open. There's lots of resources there for you. You can book a call in with me and I can tell you a little bit about my, you know, workshops and, and mentoring, group mentoring programs if, if anyone is interested. But other than that, definitely connect with me on LinkedIn and uh, just let me know that you've come through Phil's podcast because that way I can tell Phil, I can tell you, Phil, about who's contacted me. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be great. So yes, please, please let Danita know if you did listen to the podcast and make contact with her that way. That'd be fantastic. Dee, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It really has been a pleasure to talk to you about LinkedIn. And maybe we can do a second episode at some point in the future. Oh yeah, absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for having me. It's um, as you as I as I said in the beginning, even before we started this, we could talk. I can talk for a kingdom come. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm very passionate about helping you know business owners really leverage this platform and and learn it. So uh, it's great to talk about it because I feel really passionate about it. So thank you, Phil, for having me. Well, I'd like to thank Danita for taking part in the IT Career Energy as a podcast. If you want to listen to the full interview with Danita, you'll be able to do so on the Transform Your Career podcast, which will be launching in July. Next week's episode will be the 300th episode of the IT Career Energizer podcast, and I'll be interviewing a former chairman of Microsoft Europe. So until then, have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.